0: Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I'm like just trying to jump into it. I'm thinking about recording an actual intro. I'd be really curious to hear your thoughts, especially since I have like the three different kind of series going with the Quantum Business Book Club and the Relatables interview series. So let me know. Should I have like an intro that you just skip through every time before actually listening to me just jibber jabber? Or is it annoying even me hearing me say good evening? Good afternoon, good morning, wherever in the world you might find yourself. I'm Nicole BZ, and you know everything. Oh, that was kind of fun. <laughs> Maybe I just need to put on a dickhead voice and get going. I have uh, so much to say about this one, and this was inspired by a question. Uh, actually, came through the social media, the Instagram at thebzchannel.com? At uh, what? No, at thebzchannel. The website is nicolebz.com. The email is hello at nicolebz.com. I will create an entire fucking episode on your question. It's free. It will resource you. It's probably shit. People have paid me thousands of dollars to help them with during coaching. So you're welcome. That's the benefit of this podcast. That's the whole point of of all of the content art is the word that I am now using. This is one of the hottest topics, the question that I not just get asked the most, but find myself going over and over and over again. And it just occurred to me, I'm just now going to be able to tell people, listen to the Dream Team episode, my friend, It will answer all of your questions. This episode is about how to hire in your business. And the reason that this is, I mean, you know, you're listening. You're rolling your eyes. You're shaking your head. You're saying it doesn't work. You can't ever, you know, there's no good help, blah, 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 whatever the fucking old stories and narratives are. And firstly, let me acknowledge that you are absolutely correct. And also, you will never be able to grow your business past a certain point unless you learn how to work effectively with others, but especially those that you will entrust in taking on some of the responsibilities and tasks and deliverables in your business. I, can't think of anyone. I was like maybe like a professional author. No, they have to work with a publisher and an editor and, um, you know, someone doing the design and the layout potentially like whatever it is, if, whether they're doing books or blogs or technical writing. I, I mean, like maybe a lighthouse operator doesn't need to learn how to work with other people, <laughs> but they're probably not listening to this podcast, uh, unless they franchise lighthouses, in which case, welcome, my friend. invite me to your lighthouse. I can't wait to come and hang out. So the dream team, teamwork makes the dream work. And when you learn how to effectively lead or delegate, only then will you be able to not just grow your business, but be able to step into a place of like your zone of genius, right? Like if you're spending a lot of time and energy on tasks that just aren't the best use of, of you, you're also going to to limit yourself in a lot of different ways. And so let's just get like, yeah, I fucking get it. Hiring and firing people, but the rotation of human resources through your business is the most expensive part of your business and not just expense in terms of cost. But in time, knowledge, so much value is lost when you lose a person, especially someone who's been there for a really long time. And I mean, I think there are some organizations, of course, that are doing this very, very well, but they're few and far between. And most of the time we avoid this part in our business because it is fucking hard. We're not very good at it. So we externalize and complain and blame and name and shame. And so then we never get any better at it we never take control back we never feel like we can get ahead of it so hopefully what we're going to talk about today is not just like why hiring is so challenging or how you can make it better but some of the insight that i've really gleaned in working with a wide variety of leaders, of team members in industries at different pay scales and different skill sets. Because I think I've kind of, I mean, I've certainly been able to guide people towards what feels like a very mutually beneficial situation, but to create places that are like very high in demand to not just work, but like grow. And I think we're also on the precipice of like new business. And so I have certainly hope to not just preach this shit, but practice it. For any of you who've been paying attention, I'm in the middle of this massive like development negotiations, potential deal. And one of the things I keep saying is this has to be a new business, not just new in the sense that we're creating something new, but what we're doing is disruptive, that everybody who participates is rewarded that if one wins, we all win, that if there's a problem, we all decide. And this isn't a collective, this isn't a co-op, but there will be co-opted agency and ownership and benefit in it. And I don't know what that looks like. I have a feeling NFTs and crypto is gonna play a bit, a really large role in how do we transact and how do we grow something bigger than ourselves? How do we create something that is truly disruptive? And the challenge with that is we don't know how to do it yet. We don't have that blueprint. We don't have that model. And I think after we hire one or two people, we think we should have figured this out yet. And typically what happens, at least this is what I've witnessed, is we hire one or two people, usually when we're first starting out. It doesn't work out. And then we use that as ammunition. That then becomes the argument I hear over and over and over again about why we can't hire for that role or we can't afford the help that we need or people are stupid or lazy or whatever the fuck it is. And the truth is kind of where I started. You cannot grow your business. You cannot scale without learning how to work effectively with other people. And that starts with learning how you work. Now, there are a lot of different tools for this. I do the Energy Leadership Index, which I think is the most powerful framework, only because it's super fucking simple and it helps you understand. It literally measures your energy, your awareness, your perspective and your typical day to day and then what happens when you get stressed. So it allows you to choose how you want to engage in order to get better results. It also helps you understand where anybody else or any other situation or experience is so that you can effectively navigate it now there's a ton of personality tests that tell you who you are and how you show up and then what you need to do in order to create an environment that supports you they totally work you can also look at things like astrology and human design and the gene keys and all sorts of these different like energetic frameworks and systems that help and they resource you and fuck yeah like call in all of it, whatever you need to feel like you have a better understanding of how you work, that can be a huge advantage in terms of who you need to hire. I know I've told this story before. I'm going to tell a couple stories this episode that I think I've shared before. So uh, thanks for listening to me repeat myself. When I was first looking for some resources in my business, this is just over a year ago. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been that long. And I was d- doing my, my busy come to jesus moment bullshit which is double booking my calendar and like just legit not showing up for fucking meetings or like podcast interviews uh, i think i missed uh, like an actual teaching opportunity it was fucking not okay and i was like okay we're getting on top of this we're going to get the people in and i knew i needed somebody that could help with the admin, but I also wanted somebody that could help with community building. I want to I wanted to start a Discord community. I wanted someone who could help with that, some social media stuff, some engagement stuff, like some copywriting, some website updating, like a blog editing, like the fucking unicorn, right? I was, however, willing to pay for this, so I knew I, you know, what was sort of market rate, and I was going to be offering a very competitive hourly. Amount And I was also willing to allow like this particular resource to, to really give it a go, give them a ton of time per week. I was like going to invest in this in the way I had not before. And I started interviewing and I stumbled upon two different people, one of whom felt like the yin to my yang they were incredibly detail oriented they loved emails and spreadsheets and like data entry and getting in there and like crossing things off and cross referencing and they just they were like super into the back end and and creating efficiencies and they were amazing and they were also very understanding. I can, I'm very hands-off. I am not a micromanager. I give you a task. I ask you how long you think it's going to take you to do it. And then I check it on that day and I assume it's going to be done. And they felt very comfortable with that hands-off approach. She was saying that she had clients she talked to twice a year. And I was like, wow, that's kind of awesome. And then I asked about the community building and the social media and they were honest. You know, they were clear. This wasn't something they were wild about doing, but a push came to shove. And I appreciated that. Usually in a job interview, everybody's trying to blow sunshine up your skirt, you know? And then the very last call of the day, who this person is also listening right now and editing, (laughs) was just the, like, I saw so much of me in her. And including that like I was drinking a glass of wine, she pulled out a beer from her computer in the middle of the interview, which I actually really respected as well. And we just got on like a house on fire. And like, not that I did it with this other person, I want to make that clear. I loved both of these people dearly. And this individual had heaps of experience with Discord communities very specifically and was really excited and wanted to grow their experience into podcast management, online business management. And it felt like their ascension path and where they saw themselves in five years would be like A way for them to grow with my business, right? And so it was really exciting. And I I got off the phone with her, having kind of already made up my mind about Anna. I don't know why, like Anna, who hopefully is listening. I don't know if Anna listens to my podcast. Anywho, and I was, was talking to my partner, and I was like, God, like, I just wish I had all of the money so that I could hire both of these people. They both feel really great. Obviously, like I am in talk, like I am very interested. I was going to say intoxicated. I might have been intoxicated at the time. I was very, um, like, I really, really wanted to hire. Shannon, because she just, she felt so familiar and I loved her vibe and I knew she'd be able to com- like create this beautiful community. And she had experience in all of this. And like I said, I just saw so much of me and her, <laughs> no wonder I had like big heart eyes, but I was like, but Anna just feels like exactly what this business needs. And I know she'd be really, really good. And this, like, this feels like the solution to my problem, but like a very acute need. And I just, I don't think I can afford both. I don't think I can manage both. And he was just like, why not just hire both and like just do half the hours with each? And I was like, ah, that's an obvious solution. And then just because I like to pay people to give me permission, I called not my active coach, but my original my OG biz coach who every now and again, I'll just say, I need you to just say you permission to to go. And obviously she endorsed the decision. And so I was able to create what I felt like was a really amazing opportunity where we could all grow together. I was hiring people and putting them in their place of genius. And it finally felt like I was creating a real win-win-win for everybody. And it wasn't what I thought it was going to look like. And both of them have helped me see like where the places in my, where the opportunities are in my business and also have been really honest about what they are both interested in and not interested in. And I think that's kind of the first step. It's like, what do you really want? And it's, it's not just like, I don't want to do bookkeeping anymore, but like, I want to feel financially secure. I want to feel financially intelligent in my business. I don't want to feel drained at the end of the day. I don't want to feel distracted. I want to feel like even if I, you know, as I always say, like my business can support me on my worst day. So getting really clear on why bring anyone in at all ever. And if this ain't your first rodeo, you're going to have a lot more information about that. And please Please be real about what you don't want. I find what you don't want is actually super powerful. And for some people, depending on where you're at, you're way better at all the things you don't want. And you learn, you learn from experience. You don't want somebody who questions everything that you do. You don't want somebody who needs a lot of handholding. You don't want somebody that you've got to explain the thing to 18 different times. Okay, sweet. That's all useful information. No judgment. Obviously, this is going to be task related. So knowing what are the, the activities, what are the jobs, that you would like to delegate, we usually start with role and then we do what I was doing before, which was like creating this fucking unicorn. Like I want a virtual assistant who is also a blog writer and a podcast editor and a community manager and a social media content creator and an email manager. And it's like, those those are roles. There are a lot of activities within each one of those roles. Start with the activities. You are going to, Be hiring for values and then training skills. So the value being, you know, high quality control with detail orientation, very interested in getting to the core of the issue so that we're not repeating problems. Super keen learner, absolutely loves to learn you know, very sociable, very emotionally intelligent. Those are, those are values, things that someone is going to inherently believe in and hold near and dear to them. And that is going to be what makes them exceptional in taking on the different tasks and activities that you need to hand over. And so this can be done by outsourcing or like literally hiring. I don't have like a magical recipe for this. I think it's very industry specific. So in the creative industries, you'll often find people outsourcing and partnering and even creating these networks so that you know someone's doing the web design, someone's doing the user experience, somebody's doing the graphics, another person's doing the font, someone's doing the copywriting, another person might be doing the copy editing, someone's doing the SEO, Like that's really normal. Those might all be outsourced activities. But if you're in like the floral industry, you might have someone actually doing all of those things that works for you, whether they're a contractor or an employee. So that really is going to just depend on you and your business and and how you work and and manage best. But what I will say is ensure that the values are in alignment with the tasks. (laughs) You know, knowing that like Anna was super, super fucking detail oriented and actually loved spreadsheets and cross-referencing was a huge help knowing that she wasn't that interested in social media and engaging like community building like she is an introvert you know and so that really helps me find things and i can say to her is this something you'd be interested in this feels like your wheelhouse this feels like it might be a useful space for you and you know where where do you want to grow in this space is this a task that will stretch you and help you learn or is this a task that will distract you and potentially create resentment so by knowing like what are the specific tasks there should also be like a workflow. So whether you think of this like a process or an SOP or just like a step-by-step, being able to show someone this is how this thing should get done is crucial. And if you find yourself repeating over and over again, my friend, this resource doesn't exist or this resource needs to be updated. And I'm gonna give you a fucking piece of gold here. This is free. Film yourself doing it, especially if this is your first time passing it along film it. Some people are visual learners. Some people are audio learners. Some people need to read it. Some people need to do all three. That's me. <laughs> some people are like, I hear experiential learners so often. This will like create that, especially if as you evolve this resource, you you build out the written, you build out the step-by-step. You can even have like a little quiz, you know, um, and not a quiz that they pass or fail, but just a quiz to help you demonstrate, am I explaining this in a manner that's effective that they're absorbing this information? So here's the here's the actual tip because you're like yeah 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 BZ I heard that before. So when you're training this person, you have them film it and have them create the workflow, the process, the SOP, and then you review that. That is how you can ensure they've understood the task at hand as you've explained it because you're witnessing it being repurposed in their own way. And just simply going through that until you feel like you've got like a very reliable process workflow. SOP, like now you have that. You can start to create your Bible, your standard operating procedures. You know, you can create like it can be laminated pieces of paper on your desk. It can be a Google Drive. It can be pieces that you like just stick out notes you put up on your wall. Like does, It doesn't really matter. Start doing this as early as you can in your business, even if it's just you, because this is how you prepare to scale and grow without these processes, without these workflows, and without stress testing them, you are not ready to grow, my friend. And so many people, so I can't, like, so many business owners, myself and myself included, are continually wondering, well, why hasn't that happened yet? and Why am I not getting all the sales? Because you're not fucking ready for it. And if those sales, if those people, if those numbers walked through your door right now or, or went to your website, they would overwhelm you and you would like potentially fail. I, I, I will admit it was overnight success or, or unprepared, is that a word, being unprepared for a certain level of success that actually fucked way more businesses than not hitting the targets and the metrics, right? So first things first, understand the value that you're looking for. Map out the tasks and activities in your business, all of them. And then it's through that that you can start building out the workflows and the processes. And it's these three layers that essentially allow you to find the right person, the right resource. So again, you know, whether you're outsourcing or or hiring, that's probably going to be pretty individual. And it's also going to be based on your industry. It's mainly going to be based on how you lead and what you need. So I'm just going to say this right now as well. This is like the second elephant in the room. You are going to change what you need, how you show up, how you're effectively resourced. It's going to evolve. And just like I say, with most of the like software solutions or the processes in our business, like all of these resources, even the people, they will go through cycles. You will go through cycles. So simply knowing this, I'm going to build all of this. And also I'm most likely going to have to completely revamp it if not throw it all out the window and start all over like just opening yourself up to that reality it's like going back to the cycle of change just knowing like at some point you're going to fold them you're going to toss it in and then that's how you shuffle and deal and play a new game when we are prepared for this cycle for this turnover it creates so much more flow there's so less resistance so so much less resistance and we're also like resourcing our business effectively. So I'm going to kind of get into like the nitty gritty with this. But one of the things that happens is often we start hiring with entry level jobs because we can afford it because that's where most of the work is. And the thing is, it's like when you're paying somebody less than like $50,000 a year and they're not on salary, like just don't plan on them sticking around. And I don't mean that to say like be dismissive about it, but there, there are more of these jobs than there are people to work them. And unless you create a Fucking amazing opportunity for someone. Why the fuck would they want to show up? (laughs) Like, you got to ask yourself that. Why should someone work for you? And again, I don't mean that like you don't deserve it or you're not worthy. I literally mean like, what are you doing? Because paying them, paying them fucking $15 an hour, $20 an hour, like that's pretty much they can find anybody to do that. So, this isn't about the money at that level. This is about everything else you are creating and offering. So, like, so many of the business owners, uh, you know, they complain about people not wanting to work. And it's so funny, I posted um, on my uh, socials the other day, no one wants to do a shitty job. And what I meant was no one wants to show up and underperform. If someone isn't performing to your expectations, there is a reason for that. We'll get to that in a second. But what was reflected back was, like, the, you know, the great resignation that we're experiencing right now and the skills shortage. Like, if your job sucks, why should I do it? Why should I even give you two weeks notice? And I think because as an owner, you're so passionate about what you do. Also for any of us who've been alive for more than five minutes, we have had really fucking unhealthy examples of of bosses and leadership and business. And we've quite frankly been programmed and brainwashed into thinking this is how it's done. It is. This is not how it's done. That's why it's fucking broken. And you as an owner, as a leader, as an investor in people and growth and employees and your local economy, you get to set the bar, my friend. So with that, understand, and, and I think almost detach from this idea that those entry-level positions are going to stick around. When we, when we just have that, it's almost like you know if you let it go and it comes back, then it was yours in the first place. When you can create a role that is light, that is airy, that is educational, and that might mean boring as fuck, my friend. It might be all of the shit you hate to do, but you just kind of anticipate that person's only going to stick around for a couple months or maybe six months, like contract them to hire. Do that obviously legally, ethically, pay them more than a sustainable wage, create incentives and be very transparent about it. You can literally say, People tend to move through this position quickly. It teaches them a lot. It's fairly repetitive to start. I'm very aware of all of this. It's gonna be pretty hands-off in terms of your connection to this organization. At six months, that changes. At six months, here's what you can expect. You know, and you can sit down with this individual and say, what is it that you want? Why are you here? What are you looking for? What are your values? What's most important to you? Are you doing this for your family? Are you doing this for your kids? Are you doing this for your growth? Are you doing this because you need a goddamn job and you need to pay your fucking rent? Like, And from there, you can start to craft an opportunity where everybody wins. If you're spending heaps of time and energy and investing in someone, That you don't even know if they're going to be there in six months. That's not their fault. I felt a couple of people like pull their headphones out. I know like you're here and you're listening to this because you care so fucking much and you are capable of taking on so much. And like I know I used to think, well, if I can do it, you can do it, too. It's just not true. And it's not true in like a, well, I'm so much better than you. No, I have very different interests. I have a very different personality. I'm a fucking weirdo. Why the fuck would I expect anybody if I can do it, they can do it. A, a really amazing reframe is they might be able to do it better. They sure should are going to do it differently. And I might just learn something here. You know, by keeping like by casually dating and creating safety nets for both of you, you know, you can let this person know you're no matter what, you're going to get at least 30 days notice and know that 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 resource can actually leave any time for you. So like when you are prepared, when you ask the question, am I OK if this person walks away before they even start, like you're 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 going to be OK. <laughs> And, and so I think I started there only because it is probably, again, the ugliest part of business is when somebody leaves and as an owner, you feel gut punched and you feel betrayed and you feel like you should know better and you should have seen this coming. And every single owner I talk to, like after a while, you kind of get a little bit weathered and jaded. Be careful of that, too, because it's in that disconnection and in that distrust that you will also shoot yourself in the foot because you're going to miss the people that could be amazing resources in your business because you're not creating this like mutually beneficial situation and just know like they're not there for the money and there are so many values especially for people who are kind of just getting started or who are looking to make a change that are, are so beyond a dollar and oftentimes it's going to be flexibility Or education, you know, is this is this position going to put them closer to where they want to go or is this position going to give them the freedom to be able to take care of the things that are most important? So just pay attention to that, I guess. Um, I don't know. I I, I get a lot of judgment. And so I'm going to get into that now. One of the things that can be so frustrating as an owner who is hiring and training and monitoring quality control, like I always say to my people, please don't make me be an asshole. I have no problems if you fuck it up, if you make a mistake, if we have to go over this again, if you don't show up. But like, here's what will upset me if you lie to me, if you act unethically, if you're mean, (laughs) you know, like when I tell you you've crossed a line, which will inevitably happen, and I'm sure I will do the same as well. And I address that with you. I am going to need some awareness around that. And then if I have to come back about the same problem, like, and again, this is like an emotional ethical, not like you spelled that thing wrong or or you, you filed this in the wrong place. Like I have a lot of space for that. It's when like, if you call in sick and you know really you just wanted to like take the day off, like just tell me you want to fucking take the day off. It's fine. And then it, like if I see you all over socials and then I say, hey, so I noticed that you were out partying and not sick. Next time, just let me know what's really going on. And then it happens again that's when we're going to have a problem. I do not like having to be an asshole. I uh, resent, you know, that whole like, I'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission. You're putting me in the position then that I have to be an asshole. I'm not here for that. That's, that's a value conflict right there. So I went off on a little tangent. Have you seen where my experiences may have been? <laughs> it is hard when you are willing to pay someone to do something you know you can do for yourself, to teach them. And so you're giving them your time and your energy as well. You're probably connecting them to other resources, to other businesses, to other opportunities. And yeah, you're taking a leap of faith. No one shows up to do a shitty job. And what I meant by that was no one wakes up in the morning and thinks, I'm gonna fucking piss off BZ and make her resent me. I'm gonna be a dick. Everyone is only and ever just waking up and doing whatever the fuck they need to do to get by, to get their needs met. So with that, one of the other things that people get really upset with is when someone is doing a shitty job. Now that sounds fucking obvious, but this reframe was offered to me by, and I know I've gone over this before, but by a Stanford business teacher who just was the one who actually said, Nicole, no one wants to do a shitty job. So ask yourself, why? Why is this happening? So chances are, (laughs) going back to the beginning of this, they simply don't understand the job and as the trainer, as the leader, as the organization, as the boss, as the manager, whatever role it is that you have, you haven't done an effective job. Now, you may have done your best. I'm not saying you're doing a shitty job, but start there. They just don't know what they're supposed to do. And so you need to resource them. You need to give them the reference, you know, you need to train them, they might need more time, whatever it is. Like and and you might have to do this a few different times, but start there. Secondly, they just might not have the skill set. You might put put them in a position where their values are much, very much in alignment, but they like literally don't have the skills. I uh, experienced this with one of my senior level accountants at my accounting firm. And this accounting firm, really small, very disruptive in how we worked with our clients and organizations as sort of a fractional CFO and outsourced accounting department. And we needed agility. We needed flexibility. We needed somebody that was able to really think on their feet and offer creative solutions using, you know, spreadsheets and Excel and like very, very common tools. But it was going to look a little bit different every day. And this guy was a workhorse. He just wanted to show up and do the same thing over and over and over again. And we could teach him really complex excel functions and you know pivot tables and like really kind of flex that that software to its max but he wasn't creative and he felt very destabilized by the suggestion that we are here to disrupt the status quo and just because some like something's not broke we still want to fix it because we always believe there's a better way of doing this and a, and a most certainly a faster way and we, we workshopped it for a long time. And I finally just realized, like, this guy fucking hates his job. And he's not letting the team down. He's not letting us down. He's not underperforming because he wants to. This is a skill that he just simply lacks. And actually, by honoring that, by calling it out, we can create a much better opportunity. And I can do that in a way that is ethical and sustainable and supportive and ensure that he is taken care of and he is safe even through this transition. So and doing that, giving him like a ridiculous amount of notice, also paying him for the f- full month after he left. And this is a someone who's making almost $200,000 a year. So that was a lot of fucking money. And, you know, ho- hooking him up with a recruiter, uh, sharing his his details with other like-minded businesses. And I mean, he was employed before that the the month of salary was getting paid out. And this was like in 2021. So before the skills shortage. <laughs> Anywho, the point being like just simply recognizing that this person just might not have the skills and then working with them in order to build those skills, super, super valuable. And you can create that training pretty like you know, as someone who like goes deep and down rabbit holes and loves researching and loves learning and and therefore has learned how to teach, I just find when someone asks me the same question over and over again, whether it's a customer client or buyer or like an internal staff member or even like any stakeholder really, there's an opportunity for me to create a resource. If I have to say it more than twice, it should be in a in a document, It should be in a training. there should be a you know a video or um, some way for me to just point people to the episode <laughs> what they can learn. So the third one is time. There just might not be enough time for this task to be completed. And I hear what you're saying. You could get it done in that amount of time. Fair. That's not the fucking point, my friend. You want to set your people up for success. You want to create reasonable deadlines. You want to ensure that someone isn't doing a shitty job just to get it done. So be open to the timeline being updated. And this is where, you know, I I talk about like in meetings, we shouldn't be just doing like a, a 2020 it's not like 2020 hindsight perspective and sharing everything that we've done up until now, we should be looking forward and talking about our milestones and our goals and our metrics and where we're going and what challenges we perceive. i.e, I don't think we're going to hit that target by the end of the month. I don't think we're going to get these five things done by the end of the week. And then like it might just be a simple question of do we well, do we need more time? What is that going to affect? How can we absorb this? And then like everyone gets to be successful. Lastly, resource. And what I mean by resources, I can't tell you how often, um, like especially with the accounting firm, but you go into someone's office or you know, you're you're working through digital technologies and like the upload speed isn't fast enough, or the storage limit isn't big enough, or the hard drive fucking crashes, or like their computer processing power isn't enough. So the computer is continually crashing like each one of these things can then affect the time it can also affect the confidence that somebody has like there's so the resources that that person needs in order to get their job done well are up to you and this is a this is a place that is so often overlooked when we ask why is this person doing a shitty job you know, like getting a babysitter for the kids, being able, you know, they can, they feel like they can bring their kids in to work. They don't feel like they have the support to call in sick. So then they're showing up to work sick and they're doing a shitty job. Like these these are just like a a random ass group of, of resources that it is your responsibility as an employer to provide for your people. And even if it's contractors, like one resources, do you feel safe to tell me what's really going on here? If you constantly fly off the handle, or if you're constantly accusing people of not doing the job right or cuz I don't think either one of those are you my friend but you might be one of those people who always has another edit always has one more change you want to make you might be someone who you know gets the email making the request and then four or five days later gets back to it thinking well that's enough time for them to get it done maybe maybe not be aware of your expectations and actually, I, I I redact that statement. Ask. Ask people what they need in order to work with you and be successful. I tell everybody I'm all over the fucking shop. I'm going to text you. I'm going to text you at weird hours of the night. like When things come up, I got to get them out. I do not expect you to get back to me immediately, let alone within 24 hours. I do expect you to manage your time. I do expect you to tell me if something is too much. I don't know that. So I will let you know if there is a timeline or a deadline. And I also need you to tell me if that's not going to be something you can complete. I try to be as aware as I can of how I work and share that with people. But I I will definitely say like I work with self-autonomous leaders who are responsible and don't need a lot of handholding. You know, we lost Oh, man, we lost this unbelievable entry-level accountant. This dude is going to be a fucking legend. And I my hat's off to the people who got him. We are a dispersed workforce. We work from anywhere. I thought that that was amazing, you know, in normal times, we do go into client offices, but that can be anywhere in the United States, the, again, in the financial accounting firm. And so that was one of the the big draws for this was that you can work from anywhere. And like, we have a co-managed PTO policy, you know, essentially with accounting, like as far as for the way I look at it, it's pretty fucking repetitive, but like you have deadlines. And so I don't, I don't really give a shit what you're doing Monday to Friday, nine to five, as long as like, the month-end reports get done or, you know, as long as the royalties get paid or whatever the fuck it is. That's awesome. For a lot of accountants, that's not something they've ever experienced. So again, we hired this young gun, explained all that to him. This is dispersed workforce. We do a lot of our stuff through Microsoft Teams. This is very hands-off. We work with self autonomous leaders who are responsible. You know, we host weekly team meetings I mean, we try to get together once a quarter, but like, this is going to be someone who is very much a solo flyer. And about six months into the job role, he kept saying like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And I said like, go for a fucking walk, bro. Like <laughs> if you finished your work, you know, at, like you can do some skills development. If there's a course, like we're happy to pay for that. You know, if you're looking to deepen your skills in anything, let me know. But like, I'm not, I'm not here to just give you more fucking busy work. Like I'm telling you to live your life. And he probably resigned about six weeks later because what he realized is he really wanted that office. Like he wanted the office. He wanted the camaraderie. He wanted that high touch environment. And there wasn't anything I could do to create that. That just wasn't our organization. And I, I couldn't resource him effectively. I couldn't give him what he needed to be successful at his job. And so that's like, So just to like reiterate, they don't know how to do the job. They don't understand it. They don't have the skills. They don't have the time or they don't have the resources. Now, if you can, you can, again, be super fucking transparent with them about this and go through each of those. Once that's done, if you're still at uh, a fork in the road. It is probably time to explore a different opportunity. And, you know, I hope that like you can do the like good old performance improvement plan. And depending what state you live in, you know, all of this stuff does need to be documented. But this is how you document it from a really empowering, really expansive, really like level five, level six space. Is you start with, how can I do better? And you document that. And then when we get to this place, okay, well, I don't know what more I could do. This just might not be the right fit. You can potentially try moving them in your organization. You can give them some very specific things that you're going to need to see, you know, specific tasks with time, dates, how you'll measure if they've been successful. And again, as long as you're documenting this, you're resourcing your business and, and you're also covering your ass, but it's not done in like a narky, fuck you, boss, employer kind of way. It's actually done in this. And like speaking from experience, this isn't this isn't necessarily going to be like a comfortable, super fun situation. And the individual that you're working with might not see it from your perspective. But when the intention is there, when you're truly trying to create a win-win-win, despite the perceived outcome, it will end up as a positive. Like I said, this individual, both of these two resources that I talked about are so much fucking happier in their jobs. And we are so much happier without them. <laughs> and our team is so much happier. Like it's a really, really, really positive outcome. And we learned so much about ourselves and we learned, we got even better at hiring. So I think I mentioned this before, but just to reiterate, cause it's super important, it will take you five rounds of hiring. And I don't mean like five times of like hiring for that job, I literally mean like five times of like hiring for every single role in your organization and outsourcing and then like going through that process. again. it is is a continual opportunity for growth and development is learning how to hire in your business. So I guess the last things that I just wanna say, because I already kind of touched on that, like cover your ass. I know as an employer, we take on a lot of liability. We take on a lot of responsibility and we can feel a little like hard done by that. Just notice that. Like if you're covering your ass so that you don't get sued by your employee, there's something there's something fucking wrong. And I know in certain industries, this is a hell of a lot more prevalent than in others. But start at the beginning, you know, contract these people in, create a way that you're you're able to kind of test and make sure that it's a good fit for both of you before you salary this person. There are so many different ways of doing that. If this doesn't make sense to you, if you're feeling super triggered by that, I really, really encourage you to reach out to me. I'm always happy to workshop anything, you know, in the DMs and emails. This is such a crucial component in your business. And I think to wrap it up, the Ascension plan, where are you going? Where do you see this business growing to? And yes, obviously that's going to change, but that's where like me finding someone who wants to become an online business manager and a podcast manager, like, that's awesome for my fucking business. And like Shannon, I I don't need to even worry about saying this, like she's not there yet. We get to grow together. So I get to throw her opportunities where she can really flex and learn and take up space and also not worry about like being perfect. I mean, an online business manager can charge like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. I can't afford that right now. So I have this opportunity to utilize an amazing resource and we can figure out, oh, OK, well, like, here's where my business is sucking. Here's where like an OBM could really come in and make improvements. And now you get to learn how to do that. And like, is it going to be perfect out the gate? No, that's not the fucking point. I can't afford perfect out the gate. I'm not interested in perfect. That's not a value of mine. So by knowing where you're growing, you can hire people. And if, if you don't think you can afford it, I promise you the fuck you can you can create an amazing learning opportunity that is absolutely within your reach. And even if it like uh, internship, there needs to be an exchange, just like, even if you're saying like, I will introduce you to three contacts and if this is effective, I will give you a job. And like, I will write you a letter of reference, like be very clear on the takeaways. If you're expecting somebody to like do it for a trade, I do think there's trades only work for a very short amount of time. Otherwise someone ends up feeling overextended and undervalued. Figure out what they want. Why are they showing up? Why do they want to work? Are they trying to learn? Do they want flexibility? Are they supporting a family? Do they want to grow their skills and influence and expertise? Are they looking to be, is it it like notoriety and influence and power? Um, Happiness? Stability. I mean, I think that's like stability slash freedom. That was probably not synonymous. But yeah, like flexibility, freedom. That's the synonymous one. There's kind of like seven major human motivations. And as long as you like, and I say that it like bums me out that I have to say this so often to business owners and employees or employers, if you don't know what motivates your fucking employee, you have a problem. Okay. I don't think that's you because you're fucking listening to this, but like I am, I'm as serious as I get when I say that. And it blows my fucking mind how often I'm talking to leaders who like literally don't know why that person is there or what they want or where they're going or what their ascension plan is. When you can say to somebody, oh, your goal is to buy a house. Your goal is to get to travel more. Your goal is to get your master's. Your goal is to have a baby. Here's how I can help you do that. Here's how this job will get you there. Now that's, not even on the table until you've been here for six months. But at six months, like we bring in a financial planner for our team members to help them with their goals. We, we start with benefits and we've got different benefit packages for people interested in families or people interested in investments. Or, you know, we like if you want to volunteer and give back, like we have one paid day a month where you can go and volunteer and pick an organization or, you know, whatever, whatever the fuck it is. Like if you don't know what moves your people, good luck. And I don't know, I feel like I got a very fucking preachy and shamey in there. And like, it's not you (laughs) because you're listening. So I think that means I'm done. And far out, I think this is going to round out almost like an hour. I had a lot to say about it. So it's really fucking important. Um, And what is most important to me is that we create this new business, my friends. We enable everyone to find their freedom, their fun, their flow, and their sovereignty in what will be our collective work and it's going to be wildly fucking different. Everything you don't want, everything you don't want to want to replicate or repeat, don't. <laughs> but that means we get to create and we don't know what it looks like and just own it. This is going to change. This is going to shift. I am so open to feedback on this. I am not suggesting I know how to do this best or that I've ever even done it well. That's why you're getting to take it on. So let's figure out how to make this work together. And if you've got a massive fucking organization and I work with people who have international organizations with thousands of employees, this, this mindset and this approach is also transformational and a game changer. It, it is like steering a fucking cargo ship. It's going to take a little bit longer. And honestly, you got to start with leadership first. This is how we're going to change the world. This is how we unplug from the matrix. And I'm going to get off my motherfucking soapbox and get back to my Saturday night. Thank you so much for listening. You know where to find me at the BC channel. Please leave a review, share this. Email me hello at nicolebz with questions. Again, this whole episode was inspired by like a very flippant Instagram, um, not not flippant like dickhead, but just like, oh, like it's so hard to hire people kind of thing, I think. Um, So I'm, I'm very happy to just wax lyrical on something that you're riffing. And I'm here for you. I think that's all I got. I probably have something going on get in the loop if you want to know what that is that's the newsletter link go to my website nicolebz.com. you can easily sign up for it there and that i'm i am fucking done now thanks i love you